0: The nice thing about having a phone and people who want to send you music is then you open it up one morning and you hear, oh, this is a cool new song. And then you think, oh, but I don't know these other two. Uh, we've spoken to Bernice a lot. We've spoken to Arnold a lot. But we haven't spoken to De Mindevet and Johan Forster. Hello, guys. How are you doing?
1: Hi Janine. Hi Janine.
2: We're doing well.
0: <laughs> okay, so I know that people in the music industry know both of you extremely well. But let's not take that for granted. Let's assume someone's standing in front of you and they've never heard of you before. And I don't want the biography answer. I want let's start with Yakimin. Yakimin, who are you when you're at home and you're surrounded by your family and you're wearing no makeup? Who's Yakimin then? <laughs>
1: I'm a mom of three children, a a 21-year-old, an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old. And yes, I'm the girl that's fun-loving and um, just wants to make my children's lives full of laughter and joy. So that's who I am. (laughs)
0: You're missing out a few intricate pieces. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very important. So she's the daughter of Yanda Vet and she's the sister of... Two brothers, Moss. Yes. (laughs) Two brothers. So we're going to get to all of those aspects just now. Uh, Johan Forster, who are you?
2: Hi, yeah. I'm a a dad of three. I've always done music from an early age. And um, that's what I do. I produce artists. I I write for them. um, Do the record label as early as I can remember. I was part of a group called Eden. Um, and lately, I decided to, to redirect the vision of our company from making only secular music to making worship music. And this is where the song's birth also came from. Um, you know, that's who I am.
0: Why? Why did you decide to redirect it?
2: Uh, well, I, I got direct word and I, I decided to go and uh, study theology at C3 University in Australia. And through that process... I actually, myself and Yakumin, wanted to do worship music uh, a while before that, but I didn't have the biblical knowledge to do that confidently. I knew how to do a record label in a secular sense, but I, I knew that if I had to work with um, Christian artists and people that are sold out for Jesus, then I had to at least have the, the background of, of the Word of God, um, and that's why I went to study Bible um, or, or went to Bible college, and, and after that, we we struck up the the worship (laughs) record label called The Shelter.
0: Okay, I am curious though, because obviously being in the music industry, you are known in the secular industry. Um, Firstly, I mean, I didn't even know that you'd become part of anything gospel at all. So I'm now curious. Tell me about how you met Jesus in the first place and how that deepened.
2: Well, basically I... I had a, a meeting with Jesus when I was 12 years old. I was part of the Drogsworth Boys Choir I'm at that moved. point. Um, yeah, me and my older brother went there and uh, for about four years. He was there for three years. And there was a missionary that came to our school, and there was a girl called, I, I remember her name was Caroline. And if I think back, I I truly believe it was just something sent from God. And it was a very... Difficult stage of my life. Adolescent, obviously 12 years old, had a lot of questions. And um, yeah, I just met Jesus Um, one night. We sang at Integrity Hosanna um, at Rayma Church. We were part of that that whole album that they recorded there. It was called Rejoice Africa. Um, And that night, um, I gave my heart to Jesus and also my brother that night. And After that, obviously, life went on. I spent high school starting to learn the guitar. And then um, at the end of my matric year, I wanted to either go to Kreis, which was in Pretoria, like Hmm. a a mission thing for a year. And then I decided to go and study classical music at Butcherstrom University and just lost my way in all the philosophy. (laughs) And it wasn't the university's fault. It's just the intellectual time and you, you get bombarded with all these all these different theologies and, and world views and after that I um, got the opportunity to be part of Eden uh, we started that and then a friend in Eden Sean, Els and I, we started Mosey Records we signed our first artist book from Black, we wrote the Song de la Rey and subsequently a lot of others after that, we built that record label, was part of Eden started Afrikaans is it with, with um, Arnold Kaleski at that time, um, built that platform, um then started with my own label with Yakumin, Anotheis Musik, and it was in that time that I started realizing that it, it is one thing to build these altars for people and um it's not their fault. But you you're basically drawing worship to people, um, working with artists that um, you built these massive personalities. And people go to their shows most of the time to worship them. And there's not a lot of God or Jesus in that. And it was at that time that I got convicted. And um, I started um, just going back to my roots, if I, if I can say that. And I remembered what I was like when I was 12 years old and how it felt when I met Jesus. And I had moved so far away from that i compromised so much. I, have, uh, I had defiled myself so much. And then I just got back to the point where I was 12 years old in Rhema, just a newborn Christian, and I just got back to my roots. And I, I started consecrating my life. Um, I started praying that the Lord would sanctify me through and through and through. And he started doing that. It wasn't always easy if you ask the Lord to put you <laughs> in the fire or the furnace. Mm. And he, he does because he loves us it's it's a very very difficult process it's a process of persecution sometimes publicly um sometimes just in your in secret place but yeah it's it's <laughs> i will never yeah i will never look back um it's been quite a journey and yeah when you go through trials like that um it leaves these scars but i think the lord also uses that to deepen the anointing especially if he wants Um, worship to BPO. And we just got this vision where there had been a very strong gospel and especially gospel Afrikaans market in our country. Um, The secular market just um, took that over. And so we have a vision for this English worship label and also the Afrikaans side of that.
0: Okay. We're going to get to the music just now. Just one last question in line with what you've been saying. When you think back on your 12-year-old faith in Jesus... Um, I mean, there were reasons why little by little, we always say nibble by nibble, the little sheep goes astray now. Um, there's, you are confronted with worldviews. You are confronted with lots and lots of other religions, people who grow up in those religions. And to them, that's just as real as what you think is real right now. Um, but there's also, it's impossible to actually... Fake the contentment and the peace, the the realness of, of a relationship with Jesus. Because I want to ask you, knowing everything that you do and being a kind of thinker, you know, you're not the kind of guy that takes stuff just at face value. You have to be convinced and convicted right into your heart before you actually act on that. So how do you know that you know now that you are back with Jesus and doing your thing? That what you're investing your life in is the truth.
2: Well, um, I I believe that um, Jesus is the only way. And I believe that um, this God is the only God who does miracles. And um, since moving back and getting into the secret place with him, I've seen miracles that people will not believe. Um, <laughs> if we have to ever write a book of this journey, it will literally be unbelievable and no other no other entity can do that um it's we are not left by chance or or open to luck or wishful thinking or relying on the lotto or any of that um our god really really provides in ways that is just unthinkable because it's yeah his ways are not our ways. so i am (laughs) i am i'm convinced that this is the only god (laughs) um, <laughs> who does miracles
0: yeah let's get to uh, jacqueline so jacqueline you grew up in church now nah? having a dad like Yandevit, sunday after sunday in a church culture now nah? and now with brothers i mean pietri and arnold both have gone through the gospel music industry ringer um and what happens a lot of times is if you're in it bootin all the whole time and you see the behind-the-scenes truth as well, the stuff that happens, the contracts, the, uh, the marketing, the whatever, you see too much. And it's, and it's hard to keep your heart pure and simple, you know, just childlike trust. You lose that in the reality of Christendom behind the scenes. Did you experience that or have you been nice and free of all of that weight all your years?
1: No, um, I've I've actually experienced that, and it's been a reality for me. Working in the industry, growing up in a in a Christian home, and it was really a godly home that I grew up in. Um, I would walk into the room, uh, in my parents' room, and they would be on their knees praying. And it, it, it's left such an amazing impression on me all my life um, of them having a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think as you walk through life, um, you confront it with a lot of things. And uh, sometimes you get wounded. Uh, sometimes you're faced with uh, very hard realities that you never thought would happen to you. But in that, um, God has proved himself so faithful. And um, I think I went through a, a period of time where we were so successful in the secular market that you just become arrogant and you, and you think that uh, a lot of that is because of you and because of the skill that God's gifted you with. And, and pride is such a subtle thing but it's such an awful thing. And and I thank God that He shows that to us and He reveals it to us because the only place where we should be is on our knees. And when we're in that place where we seek His face, when confronted with reality, we, we can walk through it. We can walk through a lion's den. We can be disappointed with certain things uh, that you see in life and decide to forgive and decide to live in victory. So, yes, it's been, it's been many years of um, walking a very long and hard road sometimes, but, but the faithfulness of God is just so incredible. Johan, I want to get back to you because... Uh,
0: Both of you understand this so well, this this thing that every person has got a bridge, a connection point with God, where that that special thing that God has given you that you've got in common with him, like music is something you've got in common with God, that creating of new music, that kick you get out of creating something beautiful, and then people connecting with God through something that you've created – Try and explain to us plebs nah? <laughs> the joy you experience when you're in this process of creating something beautiful and, you, and it's done and you listen back to it and it works. And you can almost see the smile on God's face.
2: Yes. Well, I, I used to, when I was far away from God, uh, University Eleven, right about my 20s, I, when people asked me about music and writing and the gift of writing, I always used to tell them it's not from me. Um, and I really didn't know what that meant, but I kept proclaiming it, and the words went out from my mouth. I said, "This is God. It's not from me. It's..." And I didn't actually know what it meant until the last few years, when I actually just got into a personal relationship with 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 Him, and I realized that everything the world and everything in it is created by him that includes music he created the world through word which is frequency that's how the world got created music is frequency it it it, it is resonating at a frequency Mm. and um there's so much power in it it's so prophetic actually um the we are so i i just realized that um if you believe it is from him <laughs> that when something comes out and um yakumin can tell you how this song when the lights came on um came to her in a dream and uh when when she eventually sang it to me i realized it was sure it it didn't come um in, in any other way it, it it sounded like it just just came supernaturally and um so the the creation process, <clears throat> I remember we wrote two musicals the last three years as well. Um, the one was called The Gelofte, the other one was called The Kaplan, and they were um, both, that these biblical stories at the heart of them. And, um, Yakumin explained when the music came, it came in a day or two, the whole musical. It was just like a download, just a download, which wasn't, yeah, it, it was also very supernatural. So it doesn't always come that way and that easy, but, um, yeah if you if you at that place of submission and you know that you can't do anything out of your own strength and it's not to be pathetic it, we're not saying that God gave you gifts and he uses you as an instrument as a tube but um if you realize that you can't do anything out of your own strength it it becomes very easy <laughs> when something comes along a great song or a good song that touches people and and has a uh, uh, an effect on a lot of people um it's easier to give the glory to God, and you know that 's essentially where I just want to be but
0: there's an immense a profound joy to the creating yes. of it, and especially when it 's done, that beauty of how oh, wow
2: <laughs> yeah we definitely co is with him. And um, so he includes us in the creation of things, um, whether you're a chef and you make food that gives a lot of people joy, or whether you make music, or whether you you um, operate on people's eyes or on their hearts, you you are just in that creator. He's a creative God. He's a creator. He is the master creator. So it's beautiful that our God includes us in that process yeah. and that we can be a part of it.
0: You spoiled brat, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, young Kumin, the nice thing about this shelter, um, it's fun to create on your own, that's true. But it's more fun to co-create with others. You know, when God puts a little team together when it comes to you and Arnold and Bernice. And and, and you end up, because now you've created this song, and it's gorgeous, but then you have a group of people who can actually sing, who can do it justice, making this song. (laughs) Tell me about how this all happened, the process, even maybe the recording itself.
1: Of this specific song? Yes, when the lights came on. Yes. Um, Well, uh, first of all, the process is always so exciting and not one is the same. Um, And uh, we just recorded one of Bernice West's new songs uh, last week in Cape Town. And we were literally dancing in the studio of joy. And it was so good. We just loved it. So, yes, the, the creative process is very exciting for us. Uh, when, it, when it comes to this song, um, it's a song that I dreamt one night um, and I dreamt that I got our family farm back in, in, in Stellenbosch in the Cape and Bernice was there in my dream and the next moment we were in New York and I saw the Hudson River and um, Manhattan behind her and we were in this building with, with glass and she just started dancing and someone else joined her and there were just these groups of people just joining them and singing the song and waving their hands in the air. And then I saw a map of the world where um, Bernice was singing it with people in different locations all across the world, but it was like I was seeing it from above. And uh, I woke up with a song or with this tune and uh, I sang it to Johan and he just said, wow, he really likes it. And we just got behind the piano and we started writing. We also had a word um, many years ago, 2020, that um, God wanted us to write a very specific song about Revelations 5. And um, the more we worked on the song, it just, Became the song of Revelation five, and uh, then we recorded the song. Um, obviously, we use various producers for different genres when when we work on product. But on in the specific instance, we just got into studio with Arnold and Johann hears uh, the specific productions, and uh, they work together. And we put very specific instruments. Into like trumpets that we've never really utilized before, um, in the production for a reason. You know, it's like, it's like an announcement, um, even in the production, um, that just enforces the message of the song. And, uh, we just experienced such an amazing, um, presence when we recorded the song. And it just came so quickly and so easily. And, um, yeah, it was. We just had another uh, experience where uh, one of the vocals, when when we did the recording, um, there was this other voice on the recording. Now, Johan usually, when we write, because Bernice sings the song, uh, he writes it in her key. So he can't sing that high. So we usually <laughs> tune it in a chipmunk vocal. We call it a chipmunk vocal. And um, so, uh, as we work with the production that 's how we start and um, He just kept on saying to Arnold, "Just take the chipmunk vocal out of the out of the recording and Arnold just said, "No, but it, there is no chipmunk in this one, you know because there 's this high voice, a perfect octave uh, above the voice." and um, yeah the only conclusion that we can have is that that it was an angel or something that sang with because if you look at it there's many vocalists that train for many years to split their voice in a second um, but it's only technically possible for about a second and not a perfect octave so this is like straight through the bridge that we recorded so yes it was an amazing experience and we We are so excited about this song because we know it feels like we were just the instruments and it's like it comes from God and God just wants to remind His people of who He is and what His majesty is and what it's all about. It's about Him. So, yes, it's such a privilege to be part of the process and so exciting.
0: (laughs) Well, we now are going to keep our ears open to hear the not chipmunk voice (laughs) in the chorus (laughs) that we wouldn't have noticed if you didn't tell us this part of the story. Um, Johan, where do we get hold of this song? Where is it available?
2: Uh, It's available on all platforms, Um, digital platforms. You can get it on um, Spotify. You can get it on Apple Music. You can get it on Deezer. You'll be able to get it on YouTube Music. Um, all the platforms that are available.
0: Alright, and then come in the shelter, do you guys have socials?
1: Yes, we do. We've only started, uh, our, our release was very recent. So, we're on Instagram and Facebook and um, on TikTok as well. Um, but yeah, we... Oh, yes. Sorry, Johan just reminded me releasing uh Bernice is dancing on one of the new songs of the Shelter in His Hands on TikTok today. Um, and it's a very joyful song saying that uh, the whole world is in, in God's hands and we, He's in control. So, yes. <laughs> Can
0: There's that icon. woman... Can she stand still? <laughs> Is it possible for her at all if there's any music to stand still ever? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to find these guys, the Shelter and all the socials. And then this one we're going to listen to, When the Lights Came On. Let's see if these guys can sing.